Yo, what it do? You are now tuned into episode 10. Actually, well, 110. Excuse me. 110. <laughs> My daughter's 10 looking at us. Yeah, I don't of the episodes <laughs> muted. <laughs> All other 100 joints. You are now tuned into episode 110, man, of Not Politically Correct. It's your boy, Rumor Court, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Who the hell am I? A, a lot, I'm a lot of I'm a lot of shit, but just know that in '97 I was a bitch ringtone, all that good shit. And you can find me at uh, Real McCoy KPZ on Twitter all the time, probably too much. And you can find me on Snapchat at uh, Real McCoy Rebel Cody. Hi, I'm Cody Russell. Uh, Russ the Barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Kid Universal, aka School Wars Q, aka, AKA the Progenitor, aka Russ the Bruss. <laughs> I think that's all of them. I think we all need to be at the Alzheimer's clinic and shit. Right on God. I'm like, what the fuck? I really don't feel good about that intro because of the fact I don't have my goddamn. I may record a separate intro and just detach that to the front for my part. So just get ready for that. Anyways. Yeah, this is your boy. Right. right. <laughs> you can find me on the snap. Figment of your imagination. On the chatty snap. Realistic, McCoy. Snapchat is. And on IG at Candy Community, C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. Oh, Wait, <laughs> now I'm a variant of myself. <laughs> the variant. God. This is Real McCoy with what if? Right, exactly. <laughs> Am I actually Captain America? Fuck ass. Um, mm-hmm. So, we are also McCoy. on fa- <laughs> We are also on Facebook. We have a Facebook group that is not PC podcast. And you can also join, well, actually, the group is Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can like our page at NPC Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Not PC Podcast. And we are on SoundCloud, Spreaker, uh, the iTunes Podcast app, Spotify, Google Play, all that good shit except title because they hate us. If you just search Not Politically Correct, we will come up. You can listen to all of our 10 shows (laughs) and you can leave comments and tell us how great we are. Or how bad we suck, but to be honest, we're going to say fuck you if you think we suck. So, And on that note, it's time for Rick Sports. Remember those first times we came back and I like was prepared, like I said, I was going to be with notes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. And that's, that's well, the same time today, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got shit to talk about. Actually. Um... Bucks lost last night. I had a lot here and there. Let's see. There's something. Fun. Yeah, the Bucks. That you want to talk about that one right now? I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, sports guy. No, you spread it up. Since you always <laughs> change the sports segment anyway. So speaking of politics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. Um, you guys been keeping up or watching the games? Yes, sir. Or probably not watching, but seeing checking the scores. No, I actually went to. I actually went to a. Sports bar yesterday and on Wednesday for cool. the games. Nice. So yeah, so yeah. I, coming into this series, I was like, uh, I don't think we're gonna do so good. Like, it's a good matchup. Not that we're gonna do bad, but like, it's a Celtic man. Uh, I do not like the Celtics, but they got a good team, you know. Right. Um, I was very surprised that we were starting out like we won. Okay, and by a lot, and then we lost, but I was like, okay, that's expected, but hopefully, like I said, you guys, uh, who is it, Jalen Brown, 
hopefully he uh, was like DeRozan when we played the Bulls that he'll get he was hot and just get burnt out, uh, which that works. But then they have more than just Jalen Brown on the right, team, right. and uh, yeah, they they're really doing good at locking up Giannis, dude. Especially last night, last three games, I feel like, dude, they they know what to do, and it's and what. Dude, and one. Jason, exactly. Jason Tatum, fucking animal. Dude, Jason Tatum is just, he like cannot miss. He cannot miss. He actually broke a record or became second in Celtics history last night. It was like fourth or seventh or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he was fourth, but then he climbed to, by the end of no, the game. He, he fell. He fell. That ladder broke. Oh, got it. Got it. So he broke his back, it has. Um, I rubbed butter all across the lowlands. Yikes. That sounds freaky. Anywho. <laughs> He's, yeah, he's in the top in there somewhere. Right, super pause. Um, <laughs> he is in like the top. I'm just gonna say this: top four um, Celtics games in terms of scores when they are facing elimination. So he scored like 46 okay. points last night, man. Um, he had a good, he had a good fucking game. Which that to me is a silly stat too. When facing elimination, like, but, I mean, with the Celtics, you got a lot of great players in history, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I thought you got I mean, Larry, you got Bird. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it it, it is and Larry and Bird, right? <laughs> Shaq and O'Neal, <laughs> Michael and Jordan hit us. Um, was not a Celtic player. <laughs> oh yeah, Shaq. What you know? What that's crazy. Shaq was. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Are we just naming? Wait, no. Shaq wasn't Celtics players. Yes, we are. <laughs> wow. Shaq was a fucking. Se- that's crazy. Kyrie and Irving. Right. Yikes, man. Kevin and, and Garnett. Irving. No, fuck that. I'm gonna get one in. Pause. Um. Any. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no. Jason Tatum is he like be on fire, bro? He was on. He was on fire Wednesday. We just, like, by the skin of our teeth, like, yeah. really stole that game at the end, like, the last, like, few minutes. Thank yeah, God. we won, but it's, like, I don't – they say, like, a win is a win, but I'm, like, we didn't deserve to win that, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. We Now, I'm going to jump up and down because fuck niggas, but they was, on <laughs> our, they was on our ass. They was on our ass that game. And we, and we, we started the fourth quarter, I think, like, down by, like, 14 points or some shit, bro. And the fact that we won mm-hmm. by, like, the one or two that we just – that was the great. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the great. Starting off on some Milwaukee shit. Right, exactly, exactly, bro. No, nah, because in Milwaukee they shoot. Goddamn it, we was not. We was not. Pretty. No, I'm saying <laughs> Milwaukee sports where we like usually do good, and then we and find a way to fuck it up. You know. Right. Yes. yes. Speaking of the Brewers. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah, we got. I guess when the listeners hear this episode, Game 7 will be over, but we're recording this Saturday. Um, game 7 is tomorrow, Sunday, at uh, at 2.30. Dentist time. Dentist time. <laughs> yeah, tooth hurty. Um, <laughs> Get the fuck. Okay, we're ending. We're wrapping this up now. We're firing Cody. We won't hear him next week or the week <laughs> after. Um, so wait a minute. Who won? Now, okay, we get the bucks and everything is going on, but have we also been paying attention to the Grizzlies? And the Warriors. So the Warriors won the series last night. But that was another, like, those two series were very, like, physical. And there's a lot of tenacity, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Steph said that their game plan was to stop that trick. And I'm like, I didn't know that Steph had any hood in him. (laughs) He don't. He don't. Don't be fooled. Uh... Well, I mean, like, yeah, we know that he was raised up, like... 
he, he was never yeah close to Pat Rudy, but <laughs> it was just funny. Like, wow, you really think you can take people? Right. Like, I'm not saying he can't, but it's interesting. But then they lost by like bad that game too. Yeah, dude. That Actually, was... the Grizzlies set a record for most postseason points in a half with 77. That's crazy. I think it was 77. That's nuts, dude. That's insane, dude. That's insane. And shout out. The, I, I mean, have the Grizzlies ever been this good? Because, listen, man, they even even the game. Well, we got to think, too, like the franchise or the team, because the franchise went from Vancouver. Yep. Yeah. Since I mean, before that, too. But, yeah, the franchise. Uh, ja, yeah, ja, ja was out, though. Um, yep. The last two games, I think it was. And that's what. So it's like you wonder if what could have happened if he was healthy. Right. That's right. the that's the crazy shit, dude. Uh, Wednesday, when they were like one by like fifty points or some shit, like he wasn't even playing. The start, like the star, that that to me that speaks to what's about to happen in Memphis. No matter if you're a Bucks fan, you're a Laker fan, you whatever team, Memphis is a team to be afraid of. They got Juice Momoa on there too. I mean, uh, Stephen Adams <laughs> on there too. You know, man, that shit. That team is 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 that's. I, I mean, to be honest, that's the team in the West that I'm just looking for. Like when the Bucks. I'm looking forward to if the Bucks can keep up this pace for the next, you know, just a few years. Yeah. If I'm looking forward to a Memphis Bucks finals within the next like three to four years. Like I, I do whether the Bucks make it this year or not, which something tells me we're gonna I, I can't I can't call it because I thought we were gonna win yesterday. I really did. I can't call it at this point. A Bucks fan, and I get yeah, it. Yeah, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I can call it. It's a basketball game. There you go. <laughs> so you, you got the phone number, head ass. Um, I one eight hundred NBA. I have phone. I have phone. That's the TS phone number, everybody. Um, but yeah, no, I. I you chini nini she. I think uh the the Memphis team is just it's just a team to watch, dude. Ja. He's gonna get an MVP award at some point, no matter if they get a if they get a title or not. I don't give a he, shit. He already got an MVP. He got an MIP. No, I thought. My my bad. I was thinking the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he got Rookie of the Year. He got, and I, funny, Which, so the fact that he got Most Improved Player is just still such BS to me. Right. Because he went just from like Hercules to Zeus. Like you're already great, dude. Like he's, right, right. It's not like you went that much. There's people that have improved a lot better than you. Like you went. Yeah, you were great from, to phenomenal. Right, but exactly. Like, you were never bad, you know? Like, he um, never tanked either. Yep, yep, exactly. He went from amazing to amazing. Like, you know, <laughs> what do you, you add a couple Z's in that joint? Like, so, good. He was the amazing Spider Man to the spectacular Spider Man. Exactly. He is Toby. 2099. <laughs> he is Toby and fucking Tom at the same time. That nigga, he be in the air like Spider Man, too. That nigga's cold, bro. He's cold. That motherfucker's got Jazz, I think, one of those people though, that's like you want to see him finish his career with uh, a championship. Yeah, you know, yep, it's yep, like yep. the Derrick Rose, Charles Barkley. You know, it's just the list goes on though. Yep, Vince Carter. Yep, yep, exactly. You know, I, he got he got to get one, man. Allen Iverson and Tracy McGrady's. He got to get one. He can't be. He can't. He deserved one, bro. That motherfucker is good, bro. It's good. Dude, you just brought up Tracy McGrady. My God, Did you guys see. I forget when it was a couple months ago or something like that. There was a, a they, you know how they got these music verses, right? Mm-hmm. So now they got the, they had a, a verses with a sports one, and it was Allen Iverson and Tracy McGrady, which I'm like that is so dope. And I watched it the next day on YouTube. What did they verse? Oh though? man, 
Like you mean like in like they, highlights? They picked out their like top ten plays or something okay. like this and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And they were just going back and forth. But the the love that they have for each other and the like humility of it, it's just such pure so like yep. I just loved it so much. Awesome. Yeah. Um, one similar with uh, I think it was Jordan and Carter, Vince Carter. Um, where it was showing like all of Jordan thunks and the ones that Vince Carter did that were similar. I think it was between him and Jordan. Um, that one was pretty dope too. I think somebody posted. Were they on, on stage Facebook. together? Uh uh-uh. uh. They um no, were this just is... showing. I know what you're yeah. saying. I'm saying they okay. did one similar where they were like um, not comparing the two, but showing how uh, gotcha. yeah, MJ influenced um, Vince Carter's dunking. Oh and yeah. So I thought that was cool too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for actually, sure. a lot of people don't know that uh, Michael Jordan started playing basketball because Vince Carter gave him a game ball afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, so <laughs> no, but during the verses, Allen Iverson just got so heated. He's like, "Whoever like put up this mother effing list of top seventy-five players and did not put Tracy McGrady up there, like, right. why? Why? Like, it's ridiculous." There's there's a chunk of people you could take out and put Tracy McGrady in there. He's right. at least top like thirty, you know. Yeah, right. And I I agree. He was my favorite. He was my my favorite player growing up. I was mad when he didn't get a ring. Like, yeah, I was. He was one of those people. That I was like, damn, this motherfucker's nice. Like, I'm even okay. Like, I mean, not okay, okay, but like understanding that he didn't get a ring, but to leave him out of the top seventy-five basketball players of all time. Yeah, right. Like, I know he had injuries, but come on, dude, really? Did Yao Ming make that right. list? Uh, I can't remember. There's like, I don't know how many people on that list of top 75. I think like the 124 people. So it's hard to keep track of. <laughs> but Shaq made that list. And uh, speaking of which, so on a uh, podcast, yes, talk about Spice it. Spice Adams said to Shaq that I think you, uh, Rudy Gobert could hold you to like 12 points. And Shaq immediately said, 12 points? Yeah, in the first three minutes. And then Rudy Gobert started going off on his Twitter or whatever it was about, like, how he could, like, box him up and take him. And just, like, I don't know what he's smoking, but heroin, dude. Heroin with the crack on top. And then they have the overall stats compared next to each other. (laughs) It's that 1980 stash, that potent shit. Under the car seat. Dude. Born in Harlem crack. You cannot (laughs) stop Shaq. A train cannot stop track. Shaq. Nobody can stop Shaq. Shaq can't stop Shaq. They showed a highlight reel of dog just destroying and disrespecting Dude. everybody in yep. the league. I'm yep. like, nobody was messing with Shaq. Nobody <laughs> was. Like, you know how guys like uh, Giannis is running like full court to mm-hmm. do the zero step and dunk, and they're mm-hmm. trying to stop him or at least draw a foul or this and that. Mm-hmm. You are either getting out of the way for Shaq, yeah. or you're getting run over flat and like a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> right. right, man. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yeah, he was a he was a force, bro. He was a force. I didn't even know, <clears throat> I didn't even know that Shaq was the Finals MVP when he was with the Lakers, like all three years. Mm-hmm. I, who do you think? Did you get, they have nobody else that they would do. I, Kobe, I thought. I'm been, just kidding. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what? I didn't even know until this came up that Shaq was the Finals MVP three years in a row. I'm like, bro, that's some epic shit, bro. Like, <laughs> like, bro, you not Rudy, bro. Shut up, shut up. And also, Rudy, we blame <laughs> you for COVID. So I just wish you would just, you know. Yep. Every time He's you talk, every time you talk, bad things happen. First time, the NBA shut down. Every time he licks a mic. Yeah. Pause. No. No, because he's sucking dick. Because he got to be doing—he doing something. He's sucking glass dick or something. He got to be doing something to make him think what he's thinking. Because 
Like what you thought you could lock? He said I would lock Shaq up. Shut the fuck! In what world, yeah. bro? And and on Earth like seven fifty six? Cause not not this one, not this one, sir, not this one. Locking Shaq up, bro. Are you the? Are you a police officer? Cause that's the only way you lock a Shaq up, bro. That's the only way. That's the only way. Well, actually, Shaq is a, bro, a deputy sheriff <laughs> in a dead county area. <laughs> Because he's the Snoop Dogg of the NBA. <laughs> okay, thank you, Cody. Because I was going to say, he's like Snoop, but like for basketball. But Got it. Cool. And I'm trying to find something else, too, and I can't find it. But it was something that when Tom Brady ends his career, he already signed a deal to be an analyst or talk, you know, for mm-hmm. so, who it was. You want me to take over? Because I know it. Oh, if you can say it, because I uh, can't find it. So I'm Fox, Fox has now officially signed it. So Fox Sports... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let you go. I'll let you do it. You have your moment. Of, no, it's... Your it's, politics it's, segment. No. Fox <laughs> officially signed a future deal with Tom Brady for an estimated $375 million for 10 years. Here's the thing, bro. He's not even done with football yet. Not only that, but his total NFL earnings has been $333 million. Holy... So wait, they... They signed. They signed a future deal, so it's yes. sensational. Yep. yep. For when he retires. So it's sensational. When Dude, when he boy, you missed that. It's a, oh. A future deal. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, got it late. Uh, nah, he said, nah, got it. He said, got it late. <laughs> I got you, Russ. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> but yes, a future deal. Cheesecake head ass. He signed mm-hmm. a future deal. For ten. Mi- he is not even retired. They just said when you're whenever you're ready. You can come to Fox for 10 years for this amount of money. And, and you know what I said? What he really is the Goku of the NFL. <laughs> he did not want to see his kids. <laughs> he's just something to something. He's, everybody's just something to something. And... I'm retired. Yeah, I'm going to go talk to Fox Sports. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go planet. back to work. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, living here. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> I'll see you. Have a good day at school for the next year. Is this what the refrigerator looks like? Honey, is this our refrigerator? Like, you don't know what the fuck going Wait, on in So this house. thing keeps your food cold? Right. Exactly. Like forever? It my makes house? ice? Life? <laughs> <laughs> he just like steps into a chamber and plugs himself in. <laughs> oh, you guys sleep in a mattress? What All right. This? See you guys powering down. <laughs> <laughs> now charging Tesla Brady. <laughs> Autopilot. The, the funny thing about that is he was in a Hertz commercial. Recently, yeah, it hurts. Right. Yeah, it hurts. They really, uh, um, pushing these, the, their sales, trying to, you know, speaking of push it to you. So it's funny. I turned my fan on for a second because it got fucking hot in here and trying to push that air out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yes. So, wow, it's time. <laughs> All right, I'm signing off. I'll see you again. <laughs> it's trash. Oh, I don't know man. How that sounded. He's like, he's like, I don't fuck with this. Um, so, when it comes to the often misunderstood hip hop subgenre of coke rap, there are only a few consistent names that have ruled in this space. From the greats like Hove to the snowman himself, aka Young Jeezy for you young bucks. None have carried the torch in this avenue or back alley longer than Pusha T. The good music VP and half of the semi-active rap force clips 
has seen many things during his 20 plus year career, including Grammy nominations and beef with rap superstars like Lil Wayne and Drake. Now in his 40s, he still skates well in an arena thought to be the home to only the young boys in the game. However, that doesn't stop him from carving his name into the Brick Bars Hall of Fame with releases like It's Almost Dry. But how does this album fare amongst other Kilo crafted works? Listen, guys, Cody. What intro of uh... a <laughs> <laughs> fucking Arrested Development and shit? <laughs> Cody, Russell, what are your thoughts on this album? I- I'm going to start with you, Cody. I'm going to start with you, and then we're going to move to Russell. Okay. Awesome. You act like you're stumbling every time, and every time you start with me. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I so I liked it. Um, I, to be honest, so okay, I like Pusha T, but I'm kind of over him talking about coke. I get that's his thing, but it's like, when's the last time you dealed coke? You know? That's fair. That's fair. That's Probably fair. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the FBI, uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that aside, um, this was good. I really liked the beat selection and sampling they made. It was very soulful and nice. Nice. Little <laughs> Donnie in there. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'll give it a eight and a half. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's mad fair. Eight and a half is not a bad score. Uh, Russ, what do you think, bro? All right. Um, so, my impression. It's, of Christopher Walken. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow, you know. Um, <laughs> hey, you. Had your ass scoot you over closer. <laughs> Gotta uh, come to the table. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. This uh, it felt really um, nostalgic to me. Like the beginning few tracks, really felt like an old Kanye West city to me. Um, ironic with Ye actually being on one of the tracks. Um, it felt like you know riding around, right? Listening to music type of uh, of CD like um, summertime, cold drinks, super with friends, like good memories and good times. Mm. Um, the a few of the last tracks um, sounded more or felt more grimy, like kind of like a Scarface CD or album. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of the vibe I got from it. Um, there's a good transition of the track types as you listen all the way through. I don't think I skipped one song on this CD. Um, it was just a good listen all the way through. Um, my favorite song is Dreaming of the Past, um, mm-hmm. partly because um, it has one of my favorite songs as a sample, um, Jealous Guy by Donny Hathaway, who is one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun fact, I've won a few singing competitions by singing a few of his songs. So. Ooh, he just standing on you hoes real quick, just so you know. He won a few singing again. He's risen, man. But I really liked the way it was kind of woven into this song without seeming over, like it was overpowering the song. Um, and even fit the theme, even though like the song itself is about another subject. I thought that was really clever. Um, and then I think, you know, it was just smooth listen all the way through. Of course, we already talked about neck and wrist which I still feel like is a dope song. Um, Diet Coke gave me, like, an old Jay-Z vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, like Blueprint album type of feeling. Ooh. Uh, and, of course, got to mention Rock and Roll because 
No. Yeah. It's got the man on it. <laughs> uh, but I really like this this CD. I'm not going to go through like every track. Uh, I'm going to leave that to you, McCoy. Um, <laughs> but I give it maybe like like an 8.9, like almost a 9 to me. Okay. Okay. That's really that's big on Russell's, on Russell's part. Well, I like I like that, like that, like that. All right. <clears throat> so I kept it to the to the three. I stayed in, in hours. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I gave it. I I stayed within the three the three the realms of the three best things about this album. We're gonna start with this storytelling. In an interview recently, asked uh, an interviewer recently asked Pusha about his need to continuously rap about cocaine. And he basically told them that he wanted to be the Martin Scorsese of this genre. You he don't... said, I need it. <laughs> he said, you don't go to Martin Scorsese for a romance film. Yeah, he said, meaning he would do coke rap and will continue to do coke rap and do it well. He will perfect it. The second track of this album, Let the Smokers Shine the Coop, Push proclaims himself cocaine's dr seuss and he is correct he is correct that was hilarious when I, heard it. I, was like, Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was like this nigga put and he put it in the court he put it in the chorus too which is important i would deal it here or there i would deal it everywhere exactly get him the hat no, right <laughs> dog I, when he said i'm like he put it in the, he didn't just put it in a bar he put it in the course like we're gonna hear like he ends the um the end of the song, I think, with that line, Cocaine's Dr. Seuss, like, it, it, brilliance. The pictures painted in this project are both dark and grim while being painted with the most grace, precision, and elegance. It is like looking at a Van Gogh painting where everything can be choppy and giving a rough image to the viewer, but you can tell every line was planned and placed with a purpose and is necessary to the telling of the story. Um... There are many bars. There are many bars that hit harder than a prime Mike Tyson punch, but this stanza oh in. Oh my god! Did <laughs> but, I write this for you? <laughs> you might have. You might have. You know what's crazy? Wait, stop, pause. Hold on. That prime. <laughs> that prime Mike Tyson line. I was like, Cody will like this. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Cody line through and through. <laughs> when I wrote that, <laughs> I'm like, Cody will get a kick out of this or a punch. Um, Siri always says to me, she's like, why do you get irritated by that? It sounds like something you would say. I'm like, but I didn't say it, so I don't like it. <laughs> it had to be me looking at us. I'm going to start sending you the, uh, the, the, the music uh, shit so you can just say like the cool shit. You can have, just have that shit. It'd be all yours, man. Um, but nothing stood it's out. like, like cheese, not yours. <laughs> not your, you, got, you were close. You were close. Um, this stanza from Hear Me Clearly is one of my favorites. It's not the best, but it's one of my favorites. He says... Um, is you looking for me or are we looking for Meech? Standing on my stand to expand with the ziplock. Even if a nigga, even if a nigga number better, never click hop, never tell a jeweler what you spent on your wristwatch. And we don't fuck bitches who fuck niggas on TikTok. You see the difference between me and them? I move to a different drum like EDM. The coke speaks to my soul like a medium. Fucking comedians. This simple but effective picture. Yeah. It's like it's simple, mad simple, but it's effective. Um, and he's it's like, of, you got to listen to every line there. Yes. And it's like, and it's like, there's no wasted lines. You know, a lot of times I've listen, listen, I've rapped in the past and I've had lines. I was like, this shit really, I got 13 great bars here. And in 30s and this motherfucker just kind of carried me to the next bar. 
and I hate that. Those are like my worst verses to me, but like it happens. It happens. Even to your favorite rappers, I promise you, it happens. But these simple yet effective pictures are thrown across the board, but it's all like like a, an amazing plethora of small pictures that paint something even grander. You know, like you're looking at the small, like drawn um doves or like uh the birds in the background of some bigger ass, you know, sea picture type shit. <laughs> it's like that shit to me. Um but the stand but but nothing stands out like the feature from his reformed clips partner and older brother No Malice on the I Pray for You track. He shatters this sharp reborn Christian image for the sake of amazing hip hop when he says Three record deals show me ignorance is bliss. Trying to milk a game that is only 2%. X till you hell is hot. I told you repent. <laughs> Faith never ravered as I, walk, as I walked along the fence. Faith moves mountains, so what are you up against? Yeah, I watch my brother around these bitches. I know that he pretends. I greet you with the love of God. That don't make us friends. I might whisper in his, in his ear, bury all of them. Light another tiki torch and carry it again. Back up on my high horse's chariots again. Put a ring up, put the ring back on her finger. Marry it again. I I don't know, man. I just thought Malice coming back out of retirement to like do that for his brother on, you know, this album was just it's dope. Malice has always been one of my favorite out of like we often give it to Pusha, but I think Malice has painted some like some gorgeous pictures with his with his wordplay. So I just, I think the storytelling on this fucking album is top notch, top notch. Dual production. Gay and Pharrell. In any sport or craft, you have people that play important parts. You have people who are mentioned when telling the story. You have people who add to it, but may not be recognized. And then you have those who change the history of this thing we all love. Those are legends like Kanye West, nowadays just known as Yay, and Pharrell. Known as, known as crazy? Possibly. If you are Cody, he is uh, known as crazy. Um, Jaden's dad. Right. <laughs> Stalker. Um, known as dead. Kim, Kim's Stop ex-husband and shit. Um, <laughs> Ex-Kardashian. And with their deep history with Push, if you know about that, he was able to lock in with both legends. Um, with Kanye West producing five tracks, Pharrell producing six, and then them co-producing one track together. Now, this was done in the midst of quarantine era of the pandemic. This production is both elegant while banging. Um, from the opening tracks of Brambleton, like the murder mystery style layers of keys against the dark, subtle drums, set the tone for the, the album's like powder sprinkle street tales. It just has like this oomph to it that just puts you right in where we need to be. Then to move right into Let the Smoker Shine the Coop, where we get what sounds like a hip hop instrumental from like the picture 300 it like gives you this like opera vocals on the organs with like hard hitting kicks and snares over top like a drug like it over the top of what becomes like a drug lord anthem to me but where mr williams puts the composition envelope on the project in fact it was pharrell who actually told push he wanted him to focus um on hooks bridges refrains and melodies to prevent pusher from being a mixtape rapper all his life this is this is where the wonderful my boy style pieces of repetition 
and scrape it off the top, like scrape it off comes from. Where he does that, Kanye does a great job in stripping the records down to give them like an eerie grimace. Like case in point, the Congos and slight bounce over guitars on "Just So You Remember." But it was the closing, the album out with the warped opera vibes given in "I Pray for You" that takes us home properly. Just Chef's Kiss, wonderful indeed. Swedish Chef's Kiss. <laughs> Swedish meatballs. <laughs> it's a spicy la meatballa. Forty, 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 forty. Um, and then the last thing, <laughs> length pause. Length pause. I just gotta say that right. Word. Length pause. Um, in my head, <clears throat> I've been using this comparison since the day this album came out. Listening to "It's Almost Dry" is like eating a plate of food at a five-star Michelin like restaurant. Imagine paying like 200 plus, but eating the finest cut of like Wagyu steak with a side of asparagus and a very slight scoop of potatoes with like some fine compound butter. You know that the portion size will be slight, but the taste will be some of the best food you've ever consumed. And once you finish the plate, if consumed correctly at the right pace, you will be full. The thing that I think I love most about this body of work is its length, size, pause, again, Coming in at coming in at 36 minutes. Hold on, I said coming. Pause again. In at 36 minutes, <laughs> the 12-track excursion has the perfect amount of time to listen to and digest this high-level material. And each time you finish, you don't feel as though you left anything on the table. Like making for a high replay value, in my opinion. While I love a nice size playlist. You can't always get through. Shut up, Cody. You can't always get <laughs> get through that in one to two car rides, and thus you are not unless you are like sitting and actively listening to the whole thing. Some of the songs on the back end tend to get consumed less, which I hate. Think about your favorite eighteen to twenty track albums. Got bangers, but it's some stuff at the end that you be forgetting about. Because you don't always get to the end of the CD. <laughs> Here, everything has been heard an equal amount of times and thus is valued as important in it, a part of the experience. Overall, this album is masterful. It is some of the best lyrical picture painting I have ever seen. Pusher really executes with this album. There's one minor thing that, while not too major, is a drawback of the work. And that is there is not a commercial, like, already, ready, already hit on this album. I don't think you're going to get one with Push. Right, right. That inability to have records that merely, that a, that are merely there for the bounce and feel does not make this album bad by any means. But it does take away from some of the glamour that elevates this at times to a perfect status. You guys never listen to the radio anymore, though? No, but you know, but you can no, but you can hear a, rec a record and tell when it's made for like fun, cause like hip hop is the life of the party. We love a good lyricist, we love a good this, we love a good that, we love a good storyteller, we love a good person who can write a good record. But the truth is, hip hop started about party. It was about cool Herc throwing parties, and in like the first hip hop record, niggas was on there. We hate when a motherfucker gets on the record and talks shit. I got bitches, I got hoes, I got this, I got that. We hate it, but the truth is, that's rap though. Niggas was talking about, I got a color, t I love to go back to this line, I got a color TV, 
so I can see the Knicks play basketball. Who the fuck cares, right? But that's the record you attribute Knicks to. Knicks <laughs> Right, exactly. The Knicks still have them. Right, exactly. The <laughs> Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is really happy about you having this TV. Um, you, that shit is just a part of hip-hop. No matter how good Eminem or whatever the fuck is, if you don't make a record, if you don't have no elements of that, can we call you true hip hop? Like, and that's and that's debatable. That's debatable. Like, you can you can be a, a dead dead ass dope MC and be like, hey, you know, uh, so our convo this morning. Do you think that Kendrick is? Well, we not gonna hip-hop? talk about. We not gonna. No, talk I know, about, but is that a yes or no? Kendrick is definitely hip hop, but Kendrick has okay. like Kendrick has club records too. We not gonna do. We that's he's closed. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we gonna talk about that in two weeks. Y'all gonna hear about that, but it's cool. It's cool. We gonna put. I think we might not have a sports segment that time, so we <laughs> have more time is, to talk about that. This is a oh Kendrick Kendrick is the Michael Jordan looking ass. I don't even want to get into that right now. Anyways, um, but yes, I feel like that is it takes away from some of the glamour that can elevate this to perfect status at times. All of our favorite classic rap albums have something commercially powerful about them. We remember whether it's nothing but a G thing off of the chronic in the club from get rich or die trying or even more lyrical rhyme fest like kick push from food and liquor or H to the Izzo from the blueprint. Even classically revered albums that didn't do good on the charts, but we love have radio ready and friendly records that carry that bounce. This album is grand. Because I love writing to it, but at times I have to turn it off because even the best records can be difficult to ride to. That is the only reason why I could find originally to give this album a 9.5. I was like, this, I was like, it's damn near perfect. But I said 9.5 because it didn't have that. It feels classic and has all the elements, but I just needed a bounce to remember. But then, the more I thought about this, bro... The more I realize that this album, to me, I can't speak about nobody else. To me, is a perfect 10 out of 10 in my eyes. Wait. So is it a 9.5 or 10? It's a 10. It's, it was going to be a 9.5. And then I kept, and I listened. This is your second 10? This is my second 10. The only other one is Reason, uh, New Beginnings album. Yeah. And people hate it. But, <laughs> shut up, bitch. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, this album, to me, is a perfect 10 out of 10 in my eyes. Why? Because nothing takes away from the feeling I get when I play this record, man. Nothing. I get the same warmth in my heart and soul that I got when I listen to a written testimony. And that was just worse music <laughs> than this um, two years ago. So for me, this is a perfect hip-hop album. There's no flaws in this album. I don't turn this album on. I don't skip records. Nothing. I start from the top every time. And I sometimes sit in the car when I pull up to a place to let the fucking record finish. Yep, yep, yep. This is perfect to me, to me. So, right now, might be hip hop album of the year, but I'm, maybe two weeks we'll talk about something else. Maybe I don't know. No matter what, though, when it comes, no, no, yeah, you definitely said of them to be Yes, I heard that in stone. You heard it in stone. You heard it in yes, stone. You heard, heard it, it in stone. stone. Mm. Somebody threw is throwing rocks at Cody when he sleeps. You should probably stop doing that. That's no matter probably explains a lot of things. Right. <laughs> Why you can't hear and shit when you woke. No matter what, <laughs> no matter what though, when it comes to giving epic bodies of work to the masses, one could say that Terrence Thornton really does push a ton. 
<laughs> Boom. There you go. There you go. That was the one, man. That was the one. That was the one. So. And Tune in next week and watch Mojo when we review. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, though. Let's get, so here's more from Demetri Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Ha cha cha. Sponsored by Windex. <laughs> um, so it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a regular roller coaster of emotion and change. In direction of sorts on my end. Uh, so first, I want to ask, uh, how you fellas doing? How are you doing, man? Hey, I asked you first. Um, ask. Right. We're both good. I speak for both of us. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, good and busy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Got to manage that stressful calendar. Right, right. Um, last, I think we talked. You were going for um, some some cool things, Cody, um, as far as your your job, and then um, McCoy, you were working on um, increasing, I think, your dispatching um, capacity. Uh, correct. Kind yeah. of where everything was. Correct. Yeah. Was going. Um, so I, I do wish um, the best to both of you in that endeavor. Um, of course, congratulations on the addition to your family, Cody. Um, Thank you. And just both of you guys um, ascending in your different professions. Um, I'm doing much better. Um, we can quick talk about me as far as what happened, if you'd like, or we can talk about uh, a few other things regarding that. Well, it depends on how much you want to share with the public. I mean, I, I, I think people know our podcast and know that we don't really give a fuck about like talking our shit like everybody knows i love drugs like we like it's shit that people just know people just know about right. us so it depends on how much you want to tell about your experience and what you've gone through especially for the people who chime in on facebook and can kind of see what's happening that might want more detail so oh sure sure so long story to make a long story short um at a mild stroke so um these the interesting thing about that is that um, I don't have any physical uh, residual effects from it, um, which is kind of mind-boggling to a lot of the doctors I saw um, because I didn't have any slurred speech. I was conversing with them on a high level, higher than most of their patients, probably most more uh, higher than most of their doctor friends. <laughs> so it was... Um, confusing to them as to how I had a stroke, if I really did have a stroke, um, without the test results coming back saying, yeah, it was. Um, there were no other really signs except for what I had shown them as far as the numbness in my hand. And so from there, there were a few things that came out about um, you know, hypertension, which is a growing uh, problem in um, the country. Uh, I believe the statistics go one in two people um, suffer from hypertension um, at some level, um, which is terrifying. <laughs> it means wow. all that of means us. That means either who, McCoy, me, or Chius are next. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. 
Well, the thing is, um, everybody shows results in different ways, but it's always best to, you know, keep up with your doctor visits and things of that nature. Um, and make sure you're eating healthy and, and doing right by your body. Really pay attention to what's going on with your body. Anything that feels off, um, investigated doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to the doctor, but if it becomes something that is something really foreign to you as far as, look, I don't, I don't know what this is, I don't feel myself, da 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 then I would definitely say seek professional help because that's what they're there for. Um, so this whole experience made me really think about, um, again, what are the most important things or what things I should consider more important than others um, and with whom I should be surrounding, engaging, interacting, and being around. Um, there were a lot of people who reached out to me, as we tend to do in these type of situations, um, but I had a few people who reached out to my heart rather than just my situation. Uh, of course, you guys, because, you know, you're my people, um, and that's just how we 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 treat each other. We, we really genuinely um, love and care for each other, um, which is why I consider y'all... Um, the few people in my in my circle um, that I trust um, outside of my family, and then of course my girl who's on the couch as we speak. Um, what up? Hello, <laughs> 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 Dude, so, I was just thinking about this the other day. I'm like, like we are truly family. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. I mean, I don't. I never really believed about like just blood or anything like that, you know, but. Dude, we are like family. We talk every day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I always know each thought, other. <laughs> I always thought being a part of a, a group chat was gay as fuck. Like I always was like I avoided being in group <laughs> in group chats with people. I was like, what the fuck is you niggas just all day just chatting for? Gay ass niggas. To be like, here I started one. Unpause. <laughs> Unpause. Unpause. <laughs> Play. Look at exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Start for a second time, hit ass nigga. <laughs> Player two, right. join the game. <laughs> Insert coin, face Pause. Right, right. Exactly. I said it, and then one's just like, "Why would you say that? Why would you say that thing right now?" <laughs> so you know, you guys have been reaching out and checking on me. Um, my immediate family continues to support me to the point of annoyance, but I know it's out of a love. Right. You know. Um, yeah. Because they, they're going to do that. And it, it's just funny to me um, how much they, hey, how you doing? You need anything? Da, da, da. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I, I'll let you know if I need anything. But, um, you know, even, I even have a few, like, cousins, aunts, and uncles who continually check on me um, to just check out what my needs are and things of that nature, uh, some of which I am surprised. One, because I know they're dealing with their own situations, um, and that in itself can be time-consuming and exhausting, but they still have the energy and the um, instinct to check on me to make sure I'm okay. Um, and two, uh, some of them, I wasn't really, it didn't seem we were all that close. You know, you can be, like you said, um, in a family, but not of be course. a family. Yeah. And so a lot of the people who've reached out to me as far as like my family members have really like touched my heart because they continue to do so. They continue to try and lift my spirits. Um, and because we're a deeply religious family, they'll, they'll pray. And so that's just something that's, that's just been really awesome for me. 
Um, this also spills over to um, other friends I have outside of this friend group um, who have reached out and made it their business to be there for me as best they can, as well as coworkers, which I guess I can't hold them to this that coworker title because they are showing themselves to be much more than that at this time. Um, mm-hmm. My doctors and even supervisors have all shown me that, you know, they believe that health is the most important currency. Um, And interestingly enough, um, the people I work with and my supervisors give me that fuck that job energy, which sounds funny, but is a crucial mindset to have. Um, I talk with Em all the time about how this job makes us feel and wanting to break out and do other stuff or to be able to make or let my money make itself so I don't have to stress out about the one major thing that is destroying and tearing apart this country, this world, money. Um, she often jokes that, oh, I don't think it's a joke with her. Um, she <laughs> says that she just don't want to work no more. And I, I understand that um, perfectly because um, it seems like all it brings about is stress, headaches, and more health issues. For sure. For sure. Stress and like stress is like the number one killer of human beings in general. Like that is just a we, we don't realize like how much, you know Also gonorrhea is up there pretty high, I'm sure. It's gotta be like top five somewhere. Anywho. I'm pretty oh, sure the highest killer is food. It's gotta be food. Yeah. <laughs> um Or the I, heart stopping. From food. I I just we we do need to like take pressure like learn to take pressure off of ourselves and be more mm-hmm. um cognitive or cognizant is the word I think I'm looking for uh mm-hmm. to what is what we're doing to ourselves when we stress out you know mm-hmm. um it it can be mad like a silent killer and mad detrimental because it affects so many different parts you know stress is gonna work on your mm-hmm. brain your heart you know how yeah. you physically feel how you mentally feel. You know, and it's just like a a, a cycle of just negativity. So, I, like, stress is really, and it's easier said than done because we all live in the world. We live here where, right. like, things bring upon stress. So it's easier said than done, but I think we need to have enough self-love at all times to pull mm-hmm. back when things are stressing and really give ourselves that moment. That Russell, you said something to me months ago that I never thought about, never do, that I do now a lot. Mm-hmm. which is I let go. And what I mean by it, like physically, I just let my body Dude. rest. Like, I'm just scrolling through Facebook and there's a page I like called Buddhism, Zen, Tao, and Meditation. And it says, let go or be dragged. Right what? as you said that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Dude, dude, like when Russell said, just like even your face, he's like, all the muscles in your body are always tense. You're always like sitting up or like, like you're always in a tense position. He's like, do you, if you just relax your muscles... Relax your body, your whole body, let even your face, just like let it do what it intends to do for just a few minutes. You will feel so much relief, dude. That let it do, baby. Right, exactly, exactly. Like you just, you know, it's crazy when you let your toe just be a toe. It's it's fine though. Like you just, you feel so much better about life. Let your toe. toe. (laughs) Let your toe just toe, and I'm telling you, it's amazing. But like, no. That also comes from um, being self-aware. It's okay to you know to to have. Uh, or to be focused on self-love, but you also have to be self, self-aware, um, knowing that, listen, I don't feel the way I used to feel, or I'm feeling this kind of way, or why do I feel so heavy? Because that's usually an indication that something is not right. 
um, whether it's something mental, emotional, or physical, um, comes from that investigation. But you, you really do have to be self-aware because, like you said, stress is such a silent killer, and it may be affecting basically all of those facets. If you find yourself um, wanting to sleep more um, or not having much of an appetite at times, when you know you usually do, then it seems like something is amiss. Um, if you don't normally have an appetite and then all of a sudden you're very hungry all the time, then that could be also something that's going on in your mind that you really need to sit down either by yourself, with others who can observe what's going on with you, or in most cases, someone in the, prof in, in the profession of, of mental health and things of that nature to see what's really going on with you. But we don't usually have that much self-awareness until something is close to happening at a extreme level. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I, I hear people say um, this all the time. I, I, I'm speaking on um, this money thing, um, just enough to be comfortable. Um, so I was curious how much is enough for you guys as far as like money? You can say an amount or something that gives an example, but I'm truly curious how much is enough for you? What is the value of them? Of the dollars? <laughs> how much a dollar I, uh, cost? Yeah, just, um, so the way I've been for the past few years or so looking at money is I hate it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, you obviously in this day and age and stuff need it to survive, but it's like, I'm not searching for money. I'm not trying to, you know, this and that, obviously like, cause my girl has her own business now, so I can sit back and relax. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 it's, a uh, like I'm doing what I can for us to get by and be happy or do a little more than get by so we can just, you know, have fun too and blah, blah, blah. But it's more so like. It's, it, it just reminds me of this story where it's uh, there's a, a fisherman, mm. and he caught a few fish, and he's sitting back, relaxing, enjoying the sunset, blah, blah, blah. And this guy in a suit walks by and says, like, what are you doing? And the guy fisherman says, I'm I'm enjoying myself. I'm relaxing. He's like, no, you need to – or he said, like, a, you know, I caught some fish, blah, 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 for enough for the day. He's like, but you could catch more. You can get enough so, like, you can sell a lot more or this and that, and, uh, you know, then you can – have enough to retire and enjoy myself. And he's like, well, why would I do that when I'm enjoying myself right now? You know, mm -hmm. like living in the moment. So it's like work what you need to and enjoy yourself, relax, take, like have fun. Now it's not just burn yourself. And so, so you can relax and enjoy yourself when you're too brittle to move, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. McCoy. Oh, for me, uh, well, I've said this before, and I will say it again: seventy to seventy-five thousand dollars. If I made that per year, I would be very happy. Um, I grew up McGreedy. I'm just kidding. I met McGreedy. Is that like the McBagel? I don't even know if that's a thing. But they should bring that back. Anywho, um, I don't I, know if it's a thing, but they should they, bring it back. What? They, right. They definitely should bring that back. Right. <laughs> the, the they actually have them at the Oasis, but I, I, I'm not coming all the way out there to just have a steak bagel. I'm not. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, I, again, I grew up fairly, fairly poor. Um, and watched them, and I just know, like, watching my mom struggle and shit, and I just knew. 
I don't need a lot. Like, like a lot of people think that to be comfortable, you need a lot. I just need a, like, I don't even need a house in particular, like a, like a, like in the sense of, I could live in an apartment my entire, like a, a nice townhouse or some shit like that. Like I could live like that for the rest of my life and be completely fine. Um, but when you want to have kids and things like that and you have a partner, things mm. of that nature. But even with mm. that, I could, I feel like I could sustain a great life at like $75,000. I've said that on this pod two years ago, two or three years ago. And like two, like when we first started, like it was like 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I, and I, and it hasn't changed for me now. Mm. I'm aware to how growth works and how, you know, things could be where you didn't think you would care before mm-hmm. you might grow you know, I'm, I'm finding certain things little hobbies and th- even things like tools like i didn't care about tools back then but even i could incorporate all those things in my life and be very happy <laughs> you know like building my own shit like with 75 grand and i think that's a really stable amount of money even after taxes so but that's just me so so um for me i came to the conclusion that I want to be able to buy a full bottle of designer cologne without feeling a dent or having to save up just to be able to purchase four or five of them. No sweat, no stress. That's the level of income that I'm aiming for. Mm. Now it's, it may seem fairly meager to some, you know, especially um, people like, well, you know, I want, want to be able to have a boat or do this stuff, you know, and, and, and that level of income is, is a little, it's a little higher than that. Um, but I've never been like a filthy rich type of guy. I've never really wanted that because most of the time that comes with a lot of headache and problems and stuff like that. I've always just wanted to be in a position where I can help those I care about or make sure the people I fuck with aren't lacking, um, and still be able to live a fairly comfortable life. That's basically where I, I put the goal at. Um, now, some of these designer colognes can be in the range of $600, dollars $1,200. What? Uh, um, yeah. So being able like, to <laughs> handle like, that. 20, 40 bucks? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, being able to handle that. You do not need to smell that good. Yes, I do. I'm not <laughs> yes, able to. This is why you get a work remote. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> so my house smells great. Um, but... <laughs> That's that's the type of 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 comfort that I want to be able to do. Now, now I'm saying that I would do that every week or every month or anything, anything of that nature, but just to be able to do it and not have to care, like not have to check my bank statement and say, okay, when is this going to come out? I have to do after pay for all this. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, level you can't of stress afford it. If you can't afford it twice, don't buy it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the the, <laughs> the thought process here. Uh, if I could buy four or five of them and not care, that would be twice. I feel like comfortable. <laughs> well, I, I think, man, and I think even when you say these types of things, every obviously all of us gonna have like different levels of what we feel mm-hmm. is comfort. Mm-hmm. But I think something that maybe resonates is resonates with all of us is you just want to be able to do things that make you happy without feeling the stress of if I making do that it, choice. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just want to be able to live in a in a manner <clears throat> that you can do things that make you happy without stressing over 
what happens next. Right. Which I think is is fair because to be real, to be wow, to be real, if you think about it, when you live like that, that's like animalistic at a at a base. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. animals survive. Animals kind of keep that have to keep that you know urgency up that they could die if they don't save this or you know mm-hmm. all that shit like. You would think in a civilized world, we'd be in a place where we could alleviate the stress of, like, there should be no reason people are having panic attacks, you know, off of certain shit because we've driven ourselves to stress out about everything. So, like, one thing could be the snapping point for somebody just, like, having a panic attack about when the the layers of stress and the layers of the other things that kind of maybe drove them to this edge is Mm -hmm. other shit that should be solved in a civilized society. We shouldn't be worried about where our next meal is going to come from because we live in a civilized society. We should be able to sustain that. And I get that humans need to work. Like, before anybody goes straight Republican or whatever, like, no free meals, yada, yada, yada. Humans should be able to work, but it shouldn't be at the expense of, like, their health. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be at the expense of us having to die just to prove that we were, like, that we built something or that we do something daily. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Sorry, I wish we could try out that old time bartering system again. Like, you know, uh, I cut down trees. I have a big pile of wood. Okay, McCoy, you have uh, meat for me, and we can trade like that and go. You know, I mean, now they just got currency involved and ruin it all. Right. Well, the government is involved with most anything. Um, I was going to say that you know we're the only creatures on this earth who have to pay to live on it. Um, Everything we do as far as even trading and that bartering system that still is there, but the government has to take their cut. Okay, yeah, it's cool. Y'all can trade with each other, but we need this amount of money because of this trade. Or we need this this amount of resources because of this trade. Um, The government has its hand in everything, um, which is why... I, I feel like most of the stress came from them, but that's another <laughs> topic altogether. Pandora's box. <clears throat> but, you know, as I stated, being fairly comfortable in life is the goal. Um, that ex- This experience has kind of really taught me to invest in myself more, not just even on the financial or physical aspect, um, because of the people who have reached out to me and, and have kept the lanes of communication open, I've also been fortunate to have some very critical and necessary conversations with um, people. Um, more importantly, I've been able to still in my current position, give them a new direction to focus on and a new inspiration for their lives. My family, for one, is really taking their health seriously now, um, which is truly a tremendous ordeal because certain family members we've been worried about because they haven't made any attempts to be healthier. It is a difficult level of patience to watch someone you love continue to make terrible choices knowing you can't make them do anything. Just because you want it for them, you still have to wait until they want it for themselves. The friends who have reached out to me have shared some very intimate and painful experiences and tough decisions that they are facing. Um, and they haven't had, or they thought they didn't have, someone they could vent to, converse with, seek advice from, or even just seek comfort regarding their situation. Uh, We say on this platform a lot about how important mental health is and to seek professional help because the desire to be healthy, uh, the desire, excuse me, is to be healthy in a a (laughs) well-rounded sense. I couldn't say that. Um, Sound like me. In a well-rounded sense. Um, 
And it used to puzzle me that people would not go to doctors, therapists, counselors, um, financial advisors, et cetera, because the thought was, if I go, I'm admitting I have a problem, issue, or ailment, or that they were crazy for wanting to speak with a specialist. That's the whole point in going. <laughs> right. Doc, something is wrong, and I need help identifying it and, and finding a solution. That's literally the whole process and the whole purpose of you going in. Something is amiss. I can't figure it out. I need help. I didn't cut, cut anybody off, did I? Mm-mm, nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So being someone who is um, pretty self-sufficient and who suffered from severe arrogance at one point, um, I had to learn that asking for help is not a matter of pride. It is a matter of progression. Beating my head against a wall that was designed to be conquered with tools is simply creating headaches for no reason. I'm still here today because I didn't let my pride prevent me from getting to the place I needed to be for the aid I needed. I asked and questioned and reported and took the advice of those around me eventually and prevented something that could have been much worse. And so this is my final thought on this. Pay attention to those who are around you, those who are near you, and those who only reach. Those are different distances for a reason. Act accordingly and take care of and protect yourself. Wow. Man. McCoy? That's real. That's real. And I want to say this. We are glad to uh, still have our Russell. So uh, he's right. Anybody that you, you know, mess with i think just anybody that you mess with that you got love for it. and i've said this before and i'm just kind of reiterating just kind of rambling a little bit please show them love mm-hmm. please show those people that you love love man for real um mm-hmm. and now it's time for fucked up story of the week shout out the asian bomber yes <laughs> the second yes for sending me this one Wisconsin mom says son, who's 13, was accused of sexual harassment and hit with a Title IX complaint for refusing to refer to non-binary classmate by they-them pronouns. What? A Wisconsin school district logged a Title Title IX complaint against three middle school students for using the wrong pronouns while addressing another student. Three Kale middle school students are being investigated for what the school has termed sexual assault in connection to the incident. What? And to think that when we were in school, we were playing games at recess like Shmear the Queer. <laughs> we were? I never heard that game. I've heard of that term, but I didn't know it was a game. I'm... It's called others. I forget what else it was called, but that's what they call it. But, you know, football, you toss it, everybody, whoever's, or oh, whoever has the, the ball, queer. everybody tries to that's, tackle them. That's OC Cody. You would have got a sexual harassment type 19 uh, thing slapped. Hey, we were playing that. I didn't even know what a queer was. <laughs> you talking about Adam, that guy? We got Smirian? <laughs> um, they include eighth grader Brandon Rubidox. I don't know how to pronounce his name. 13, who was among the accused. His Brandon's mother, Rosemary, said that the district has taken things a bit too far by filing such a complaint. Um, <clears throat> it was triggered after they chose not to use the gender neutral pronoun for their unidentified classmate but they identified the kid this kid Brandon but they wouldn't identify the classmate 
who they instead referred to using she or her. Things appeared to have escalated quickly with the school district now filing a Title 19 complaint against the students accusing, accusing them of sexual harassment for using the incorrect pronouns. Title 19. So he's got to do taxes now? I don't. I didn't get what that was either. But I thought it was Medicare. <laughs> right, right. Me too. Me too. Medicare. No, wait. It's not. He's nine, old as fuck. It's but. not nineteen. It's not nineteen. Wait, no. It's okay. No, it's definitely nineteen. It's definitely nineteen. It's because it's one before the X. It's, we don't need to learn more. This is already Roman numeral one X. At first, I said nine, but I'm like, wait, that's nineteen. One X? You mean I X? That's nine. Nine. Okay. So I was right the first time. Title nine. We're going back to that. Title nine. So he's getting drafted. <laughs> Either way, he got some title slapped on him. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on in that area. Um, the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, also known as Will, no Smith, are now taking the case, taking on the case, and is defending the students, although it is urging for the case to be dismissed. So it kind of reminds me that I heard it was like um, this guy. Once, uh, he, he got like a sexual harassment lawsuit at work or something like that, or had to go to HR because he called a female by a, a private name, or like by a female private name kind of thing. Can you imagine that? What a dick. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. Oh my God. I definitely messed that joke. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why it's sexual harassment though. Right. That's what I said. That's what I said, dude. That's what I said. But meanwhile, it's okay to call Muhammad Ali Cassius. <laughs> I mean, I get if they were saying it was gender harassment because it's a, it's a, I guess the pronouns refer to genders, yep. but it's not sexual harassment. They're not. I, I don't. I don't get that connection. That's the That's mom. Just yep. Confusing that, to me. The mom yeah. said. The mom said, "Sexual." She said, "I immediately went into shock. I'm thinking sexual harassment. That's rape. That's inappropriate touching. Mm -hmm. That's incest. What has my son done?" She has been screaming. <clears throat> She has been screaming at one of Brandon's friends to use proper pronouns, calling him profanity, a profanity. And then the friend is very soft-spoken and kind of just sunk down into his chair, she said. So she was screaming. So wait a minute. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure I have this right. Brandon finally came up defending him, said he doesn't have to use the prop. Yeah, so the girl was screaming at... He or she was screaming at the kids them. about using it. Yeah. Th them or wait, them. Yeah. They. 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 they my God. See, now she's going to scream at me. They it. were screaming. <laughs> Pennywise was screaming. Listen, I'm going to try you, bitch. No, right, exactly. At this point. It's gender neutral. Right, exactly. Oh, ash. Broke the ash, nigga. I won't call you now. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is. this Who is are you picking up? That broke ash. Nah, broke ash. <laughs> The punk ass nigga right there. All right. So uh, that's what's right. that's what's going on. Um, and then the fun fact of the week is cotton. This is also for TS. He's gonna love this one. Cotton can catch fire with enough super glue applied. Super glue. With enough super, super glue. Super glue. Super duper glue. That's some <laughs> super duper glue. Yeah, exactly. S U P U R D U P U R G L U E. Right. G L U E. Exactly. A R S E N. Um, <laughs> yes, so if you want to start a fire, put super glue onto cotton. Hey, no, don't tell them how to do it. And uh, that's... So you know not to do it, right, kids? No. <laughs> that has been so episode... Don't write that down in your handy-dandy notebook. 
Made out of cotton, head ass. Um, that's been episode one ten of <laughs> not episode ten. That's Roman numeral XXX. Tantastico right. <laughs> and shit. Um, <laughs> I'm your boy Ru McCoy, aka Mister What It Do, aka Young Splash God, aka No Cap Charlie, aka Smooth Job Johnny, aka Dub Dub Danny, aka FBI Mike, aka Hip Hop Harry, aka Jones. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone and I was one at that. At some point, I was him. And you can find me on Twitter. You know that. Cody? Nokia. Uh, hi, I'm Cody Russell. <laughs> Russell? Gang. Gang. <laughs>